0: Here's your Real Estate Insider, Dr. Chuck Fury.
1: Hello, folks. Dr. Chuck here again, your Real Estate Insider. Thank you for joining us again this week. I have my co-associate and operations manager, Mike Staten, with me. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. Great. Yeah, it's been a great week. Um, Spent a little time recently up in the mountains Mm -hmm. at the second uh, home, and it's really nice to have a second home away from the... The hustle and bustle of the Silicon Valley.
2: Right. Right. And just get away, get out into nature.
1: Yeah. Get into nature, take walks and just clear my mind. I mean, just, it's, uh, it's such a nice thing. Uh, I like to play the piano to clear my mind when I'm here. And then when I go to the mountains, just, uh, be in nature and enjoy the birds and a little golf and and little swimming and I'm a new man.
2: Yeah, that's the way to do it and really recharge those batteries. Absolutely.
1: So, our mission here at SPF and US Triple Net is to help all of our listeners and all of our clients get to a point in their lives where they are financially independent so that they can make the decisions and take their life to wherever they want to take it without the encumbrance of worrying about financial security.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And be able to go on cruises and do other things that they
1: enjoy. Yeah, spend time with their grandkids if that's what they want to do, or spend time with their kids, or spend time with their significant other. Um, it's just uh, it's, life is here to be enjoyed. It should be easy, lucrative, and fun, and their investments should be easy, lucrative, and fun as well.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: And what we like to show people is how they can even take their home by using what they already have and create the lifestyle they deserve. And uh, let's talk about some ideas today where they can do that, Mike. Um, sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I, I know that we have some some creative uh, solutions where people have found ways to maximize what they have. Uh, I yeah. saw a, a little cartoon recently where a, a couple is talking to their realtor, trying to figure out how they can maximize the value of their home. Right. And the, uh, the husband's saying to the wife who's on the phone, and he says, Ask the realtor if we can list the litter
1: box as a third bathroom. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, my golly. Well, I'll tell you this. We just have a new kitten at our house, and um, Teddy, and yeah. I think you've met him recently. Teddy, very nice cat. Yeah, very cute little guy. And um, he's, what, about two and a half months old now, and he has a little litter box in mm-hmm. our bathroom. And I must say that if that litter box was part of a real estate sale, we might have a a little bit of trouble uh, <laughs> selling on property. So I don't know yeah. about that strategy. Yeah. That's not our uh, our insider strategy of the week anyway. It's not? No, no. But that's... I, I think we have a better one. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, here's I've got uh, these renters come to a, a real estate broker and they're uh, very seriously looking at him, wanting to get out of the rental market and into the property market. Mm-hmm. So their comment is all we want is a cozy little cottage with a charming rose garden, a white picket fence six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, (laughs) a private tennis court, and an in-ground swimming pool, and hopefully for less than we're paying now in rent. (laughs) Right, right, of course. Yeah, cozy little
2: cottage with uh, many amenities.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we all have to be um, patient with our investments. I always say that. Yep, that's it. True. Well, Mike, last time we talked about uh, carryback – financing as one way to avoid taxation on the sale of a real estate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very piece. effective. And we t- also talked about the uh, ways that you can make that um, you know, mold the
1: situation that you have. So that way it's flexible. Yeah. That's right. Now, um, we talked about how it is a benefit for the buyer to, to ask the seller to, to carry back. And very often the sellers respond by, I don't have the flexibility to do that. I don't want to be the bank. Um, I want to have flexibility with my um, with my investment. And I have a little cartoon here as um, a lender is talking to one of the buyers of a property, and he says, after a big mortgage mess, we're being a little bit more careful these days. We need to see all of your tax records, all of your financial disclosure documents, Plus letters of recommendation from the chairman of the Federal Reserve, the president of the United States, Oprah and the Pope. (laughs) 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 So I don't think it's quite that bad now, Mike, but it is pretty uh, difficult. Uh, Yeah. uh, We've been
2: working with some clients where uh, the lenders that they had had chosen uh, really had some significant Uh, disclosure requirements. Not disclosure requirements, but document uh, requirements.
1: And they just kept coming back and back and back. Yeah, really over the top. Jeopardizing the the transaction, which did have a time limit. And uh, the time limit, I know in one instance, um, uh, the client had to go into hard money financing. right? And that client was me. (laughs) (laughs) That that wasn't good. Uh, That's a very unusual situation where um, the lender actually came back with a requirement that we had never, ever seen before. Right. And um, the requirement was because the property had two kitchens in it, uh, one was, uh, there was a, a garage that had been converted and a kitchen had been put in. Um, they did not want to make a loan on that property uh, because it had two kitchens rather than one kitchen. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. I understand their logic, but I'd never seen it before. The only problem I had with that is they waited until three days before closing to let us know that.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we did get it closed uh, with mm-hmm. my contacts. We were able to get private financing on that property and close it, um, which, by the way, if any of our listeners um, have questions about financing, creative financing, or how to make financing work for you in your transactions, give us a call, one eight 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 no taxes 888-NO-TAXES. Or, Mike, what's our email address? Hi, com
2: or at gmail.com, we'll get you right over to
1: us. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Chuck at gmail.com. That's great. So um, just wrapping the thought up with creative financing with carryback mortgages, um, the idea there is there's a lot of flexibility for both the buyer and the seller. Mm -hmm. Uh, The disclosure requirements are not as stringent. However, uh, when we create a transaction between buyer and seller, we want to make sure both buyer and seller understand very clearly the financial situations of both parties and we that we understand very clearly what the motivations are and the life plan is for both parties so that we can structure the note and the payments on the note accordingly. Right. Um. And we never make assumptions. Some sellers do not want to pay a penny in taxes. Um. They don't want to pay income taxes. They don't want to pay capital gains taxes. I've had, you know, several clients like that. We, we know one right now, which yes. we will not mention by name. Right, but, you know... <sighs>
2: How can you really blame them? You know, not everybody really wants to pay taxes. It it is a
1: hassle, and uh, you you don't see all of that money come back to help you out. Well, if you can can compound your money over time, it's great for you during your lifetime, and it's great for your heirs. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Section 1014 of the IRS Code says you get a step up in basis when you pass away. So if you... uh, sell a property under one of our programs and don't pay any taxes, when you pass away, your heirs will inherit that property tax-free, at least capital gains tax-free.
2: Yeah, and that's part of uh, a lot of the legacy plans that we help put together for people.
1: That's right. What are those legacy plans, Mike?
2: We have a legacy reinvestment plan that uh, we work with uh, existing real estate investors that helps them uh, maximize their equity uh, in order to really like you said, compound the equity that they have and that's avoid right. the loss of uh, uh, taxes that they'd have to pay. That's right. That's now, right. We, we do have another uh, uh, plan that uh, we use very frequently as well, a legacy investment plan that works for right. um, downsizers. And that's right. You know, if people have any questions, you know, they can definitely give us a call and we'd be happy to talk
1: about sure. them. Well, the distinction there I think that's important is that our reinvestment plan is um, designed specifically for the investor, the person that already owns income property or is ready to convert some property they own into income property. Um, Bare land that you own and receive no income, by the way, does qualify as – investment property and you can do a 1031 exchange on it just for our listeners to understand that but what we're talking about with the legacy reinvestment program is for the investor and the legacy investment program for the homeowner mm-hmm. that uh, wants to find out how they can sell their own home capital gains tax free and that's really a wonderful program we've got in place that uh, I'm not I don't think anyone else uh, uh, is uh, yeah I think it's unique to it's us, unique yeah. to us yeah um eight 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 no taxes is our phone number on that um and there's different code sections that apply to each of those uh investment uh programs the legacy programs that we have there's different tax codes that relate to investors and different uh and other tax codes that relate to uh owners of homes and we'll outline that to you if you give us a call or send us an email. Um, now, Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, other ways to avoid capital gains tax uh, in our when we come back in our next segment. Uh, we have to take five right now, but before we do, let's have an insider question that we would ask. And, yeah. And that is we've talked on a number of shows now about 1031 tax-deferred exchanges. Mm-hmm. And um, a 1031 tax-deferred exchange, as we'll talk more about in the next segment— is a wonderful way to avoid capital gains taxes on any income property you own or any investment that you own that's in real estate. And uh, I'm wondering if there's a way that a seller can perform a 1031 exchange on a large piece of property and then liquidate over time that property so that he can or she can uh, receive little amounts of money along the way and pay little amounts of capital gains tax. Uh, that would be a very interesting strategy. Okay. Well, let's talk about that when we come back, Mike. Let's cool. take five now. We'll be right
0: back. For questions or comments about today's topic, send email to hi Dr. chuck at gmail.com. That's H-I-D-R-Chuck at gmail.com. Or call 1-888-NO-TAXES. Now. Back to your Real Estate Insider with Dr. Chuck Fury.
1: Hello, folks. Dr. Chuck here once again. Thank you for staying with us. Mike Staten is with me. Hi, Mike. Hey, Chuck. Great. So we were talking before the break about an insider tip that we wanted to share with our audience. And that insider tip had to do with 1031 exchanges uh, why don't we explain real quickly what a 1031 exchange is, Mike? What do you think?
2: Yeah. So if a real estate investor has an investment property that um, they won't sell, but uh, they don't necessarily want to just get cash, they want to buy some more real estate, they can trade that property or do a tax-deferred uh, Section 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. And then that enables them to take the proceeds from the sale of their investment property and and use those proceeds to purchase another property. And that, that process is called an exchange, not a purchase. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that new property, uh, essentially, um, is now their new real estate investment. And any gain that they had on the sale of their previously owned property is now uh, deferred. So they don't have to pay that to the
1: government. That's right. It's a it's tremendous... Um tax advantage when you own investment real estate. Uh, And I wanted to mention, too, that there are creative ideas here that we can share over time here on our programs where really almost anything can be accomplished in these 1031 exchanges. Um, You had mentioned that it has to be, uh, if you don't want to get cash out of your investment, then you can do a 1031 exchange. And there are actually ways to to get cash out of an investment, and create the tax deferral at the same time. Um, We can talk about those strategies if people want to call us, 888-NO-TAXES, but ultimately those strategies um, need to be combined or reshaped with a person's life process. What do they want to get? Uh, If a downsizer comes to us and says, I want to sell my residential property, I've Been in my home 30 years. I have huge capital gains tax. Tell me how I can sell it without capital gains tax. I will ask them first what is their life plan? Where do they want to move? What do they want to do? Own another property? Rent another property? We need to know the entire situation there. Uh, Do they want to invest in stocks and bonds to diversify some of the equity out of their property? All of these things can be achieved with a legacy investment plan. But uh, every legacy investment plan that we prepare for our clients is different. Mm -hmm. It depends on their life situation and their life strategy. So getting back to the 1031, um, the basic vanilla 1031 is where you take a property that you own and you uh, reinvest in another property. And there's certain timeframes within which you have to abide with that transfer. But you then go ahead and buy the new property. And if it's done correctly and the... Uh, equity and mortgage bases are balanced properly, which is not difficult uh, with good advice, then you've achieved a transfer that is entirely capital gains free. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, way to continue to compound the equity in your property and create that investment moving towards uh, your retirement and beyond. And as I've said before, Section 1014 of the IRC, the Investment uh, the excuse me, Internal Revenue Code uh, does specify that at that point, when you pass away, you get a step-up in basis on that property. So by deferring all of those capital gains over your lifetime, your heirs will benefit from that as well. And really building that legacy that you'd be leaving them. Absolutely. We had a client recently who sold a $3 million property. And, and the short story is that uh, he would have paid $850,000 in capital gains tax, He did not pay that. He did an exchange instead into one of our triple net properties that we suggested to him after we heard his life plan, Mm -hmm. and that particular investment made the most sense to him. And when he invested that, he now has that $850,000 working for him rather than paid it off to the government at 6% cap rate. So he's getting, just in terms of income alone, an extra $51,000 a year on that $850,000 that benefits his life plan, his his family, his um, retirement, and later on he has his net worth increased by $150,000 or more as that property appreciates over time. Uh, which he would not have had the benefit of had he paid that capital gains tax. Yeah, it just helps in so many ways to defer yes. that tax Absolutely. that you'd otherwise have to pay. Absolutely. I am so passionate about the idea of compounding. Uh, Einstein said it was the eighth wonder of the world. And it really is. If we give a child at the age of four one penny and we show him how to double that penny every year so that when he's five he has two pennies when he's six he has three pennies when he's seven he has four excuse me <laughs> i'll say that again when he's five he has two when he's six he has four when he's uh, seven he has eight pennies and so forth when he's 35 years old, he could certainly retire because do you know how much money he ends up at the age of 35? He's got a lot of pennies. He's got a lot of pennies <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably got several warehouses he owns from the proceeds that uh, he'll that, store, he's those using to store the pennies. Yeah, <laughs> he, has, he will be worth over $10 million. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, all off of some pennies. That's not too bad. That's just 31 years of his life if he's able to to compound and double. And that's because the value of compounding is miraculous. Mm-hmm. Einstein said it was the eighth wonder of the world because it uses time and space in such a mysterious and wonderful way. Um, but we that's a philosophical conversation. We can have another time. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of the alternatives um, to a standard 1031 investment. Uh, we have something called fractional interests in real estate. Uh, That is something that we should discuss just briefly today and then do a deeper dive later. Yeah, uh,
2: I know that we pretty much went over the 1031 exchange and and talked about what it is, but I I do want to make sure that we we give uh, our listeners the insider tip so that way they know exactly what um, they can do. (laughs) Well, thank you, Mike. I almost forgot. Jeez.
1: (laughs) We would have gotten a lot of phone calls next week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: what is that insider tip? Hey, Dr.
1: Chuck, what is that insider tip? You didn't leave it with us. Hey, you owe us. All right. Here's the question once more time. Is there a way that a seller can use 1031 Exchange and exchange out a huge, huge capital gain uh, like, like our client did, in that case a huge capital gain, uh, which amounted to about $2.5 million, and then just take a portion of that proceed when you need it? And that's one of the drawbacks that a lot of people perceive about the 1031 exchange is, well, gee, you tie up all your money from one investment, you re-tie it up into another investment, and you can't use it. Sure, you get some income, but that's all you get. And the answer is there are several strategies whereby you can perform that 1031 exchange and create the flexibility in that transfer so that in the future you're not left holding the bag. And I'll just leave one idea with you right now. Um, And that is that if you were to take a single-family home or a small group of apartment units and transfer them into an investment, as I did several years ago with one of my clients, uh, into a series of condos. He bought a package of 13 condos up in Seattle, uh, and he traded a fourplex out of Menlo Park. And what was nice about that is each one of those condos had fee-simple interest on them. Mm. So in other, what that means is they were separately owned. They were sold as a package. They were developed brand-new condos, developed beautiful condos by the developer, and he wanted to sell them as a package. So that uh, 1031 exchange worked out really well for these clients. They exchanged their four units that were, that were not separately divided into these 13 condo units that were. And... um Over time, when they needed a, you know, quote unquote, small amount of money, when they needed to uh, pay for their daughter's college education or they had a health issue that came up, they could simply sell one of those condos and they will incur the capital gains tax of just that one condo and not the capital gains tax of the entire uh, fourplex when they sold it. Yeah, that's a really great way to do it. And you can essentially cash out just bits
2: of your exchange exactly. if you need to in the future.
1: Now, we talked about an insider strategy recently in a, another program about a note carryback where a seller carries back a note. And I recommended that they divide that note into two or three notes Mm -hmm. and create, um, in first position, they create a very attractive note that in the future they might have to sell or might want to sell and get uh, cashed out. I've seen instances where we've created notes where they've cashed out for more than the face value of the note Mm -hmm. because that note has been created with an attractive terms. We can talk more about that if uh, there's anyone out there that has that situation and wants to know more about it. They can give us a call at 888-NO-TAXES.
2: Yeah, and we have a lot of creative solutions like this. Uh, sure. The 1031 uh, solution where you have multiple properties that you're purchasing, it's very handy if you buy them as a package. Uh, we were helping a, a cl- another client recently look at some uh, properties, I think a package of 27 27- Uh, single-family homes in uh, the North Carolina area, and uh, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. They don't have to be sold as a package. They could be uh, purchased separately, but then you have some timing issues. You want to make sure that your transaction closes
1: uh, within the window of time to complete your exchange. That's right, and some people worry very much about that, and that's why you need a broker and an intermediary, as they call them, the the two professionals that are most important, um, to be sure that uh, those time frames are being observed and will work out well. Mm-hmm. And there's other options too for people that are really, really antagonistic towards that. Uh, there's something called fractional ownership interests with 1031s that we'll dedicate another program to and talk to people about because mm-hmm. they're a nice alternative for somebody who wants to do a 1031, w- but wants a little more flexibility in terms of timing and, um, and their investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do that in another program, Mike. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be good to talk about. Fantastic. Well, Mike, our time is drawing to a close. There's always more to say, but luckily we'll be back. Will you be back? I don't hear you over there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, okay. You were thinking about I was thinking going about to it. the to the I think you were going back to, to Comedy Central or, you know, yeah. one of your comedy shows and who knows? Well, I,
2: I do like going to comedy shows quite a bit, yeah. but uh, yeah, you know I'll, I'll, I'll take a break and uh, come here to the studio instead.
1: Well, comedy in life is really wonderful. <laughs> Just let's not bring it into our financial life, but let's—and uh, that's what our mission is—to make sure that people are become financially independent, but uh, you know don't have things that um, are too dramatic or too comedic in their financial life.
2: Sure.
1: All right. So we're drawing to a close here. If anyone wants to talk with either Mike or myself, please feel free to call us anytime at 1-888-NO-TAXES, or you can always email us at, what's that email address, Mike? Hi, Dr. Chuck, at gmail.com. Hi, Dr. Chuck, at gmail.com. And I think we took both, we took H-I, Dr. Chuck, and H-I-D-O-C-T-O-R, Chuck as well. That's right. So either way, you can get us. Yeah, you can get us either way. We are trying to think ahead on that one. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I hope our listeners have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week, or at least talk with you next week. Have a great week. And thank you, Mike, for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Take care. This has been your Real Estate Insider with Dr. Chuck Fury. It's his mission each week to make real estate easy, lucrative and fun. If you have a specific real estate challenger story you'd like to share with Chuck, just send an email to HiDrChuck at gmail.com. Again, that's H-I-D-R Chuck at gmail.com. Or call 1-888-NO-TAXES. That's 1-888-NO-TAXES.